Welcome into the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Friday, December 8th, and the Ravens are preparing to play the L.A. Rams on Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium. Head coach Sean Harbaugh met with the media today and talked about that game coming up this weekend. It was a great day for the guys practicing, which uh, I appreciate as a coach. They were high energy and uh, sharp, and uh, we're going to need to be because we're playing a very good team in uh, some tough conditions on uh, Sunday, but we're looking forward to it. and. Uh, Looking forward to our fans being out there and being raucous. That's a good word, right? You know how to spell that one, Jameson? Spell it. Okay. (laughs) What questions do you have? Uh, How is uh, Lamar feeling today? He was feeling good, full of life, full of life. He looked good out there and he was back and uh, he's recovered, so. Adele was not out there today, just at that day? Yes. Yes. That was, that was my day. Gave him a day today. He had two two really good days of practice. Coach, Lamar missed five games each of the past two seasons down the stretch. What luxuries that they have back this year for that stretch run, making a deep run in the playoffs? Well, you know, December football is just so important. It's uh, it's Advent. You know, the Advent we are we are seeking uh, something in Advent, and we're definitely seeking something from a football perspective in December. So that's what we're after right now. I know you like that one, Bo. Just you kind of tell you, yeah, that works. That works, but uh, but we want to be at our best, you know. And obviously, uh, having Lamar and uh, and all the guys where they're at right now, uh, ready to go, is, uh, is something that we're excited about. But we've got something, uh, some things to accomplish, and it starts. Uh, but just playing our best football from day to day and, and from game to game. John, given Marcus Williams feeling better, Marlon Humphrey said he's ready to go. How difficult are kind of the decisions that come even on game day? Just with having all those guys ready to play, all the guys have contributed at this point, but now you, you, know, you have to make some decisions in secondary. No question. I mean, there's going to be healthy scratches. You know, we haven't had too many healthy scratches this year, so uh, there'll be some healthy scratches, uh, and that's not an indication, obviously, of how well guys can contribute for us because they've contributed already so well. So uh, it's just going to be kind of strategic based on uh, what we're faced with and uh, you know, what gives us the best chance to deal with whatever we have to deal with during the game, personnel-wise. John, this is sort of an oddball Friday question, but um, what is the sort of other science behind how you pair guys up in the locker room? How do you, how do you, sort of, how do, you do the neighbor? The science of it? Well, there's a lot of science that goes into that. However you want to describe it. I'm a big science guy, you know. Remember the Saturday Night Live skit when they were busting Tom Brady for not being a science computer? Yeah, that. That line right there. Yeah, like a science computer would. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a feel thing. Uh, I work with Megan McLaughlin on it because uh, she's in charge of the locker room, uh, lockers and who gets them and stuff. So we just kind of work together on it and just just move guys around as we go. It's really, it's really you could put anybody next to anybody on this team. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And we do like to mix it up. We don't put them by position. We don't put them by jersey number. We put them by, uh, you know, life. You know, just move them around. And uh, I think it helps. I think it, it helps guys. Uh, get to know different guys, which is a good yeah. thing. Do you have like a little chart that you have everybody? Oh, yeah. with? Of course. Yeah, we have, we're organized. Yeah, science computer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Charts, fun. charts, things like that. Are there ever ones that give you a chuckle inside? Just the idea of these two guys together. You don't have to specify which ones. But are, there, are there ones that, are, that amuse you? I, nobody has ever said, I've never had a complaint. Nobody's ever <laughs> chuckled. Nobody's ever said anything to me about it. Everybody just, just goes and grabs their stuff. Wherever the name is over their locker, that's where they go. That's how, that's, and we appreciate that. 
players have any say or like based on seniority or anything? Occasionally, yeah. Well, the, the, you know, usually the guys who've been here the longest get the best spots. You know, I am conscious of that. I know which, I know what the you know, the good spots are. You know, the good lots. Yeah, they get the bigger lots. John, you enjoy having Jerry back on the field. Great to have Jerry back. It's uh, it's good to see him out there. Um, it's always fun when Jerry rolls into town, you know. So, uh, and actually, you're picking his brain a little bit. He watches us, you know. And uh, well, he was out there in the middle of things. I saw that. So uh, it looks like he never stops coaching. No, I think that's it's part. Of, it's definitely his who he is. Uh, and he gave me some good good philo good philosophy this morning, so I appreciate it. Did you uh, check out the trophies on your way in, and, and have any thoughts on your way by the soccer? Oh, the soccer trophies. Uh, I did. They're really big trophies. <laughs> a lot bigger than ours. Our Lombardi trophy is not that big, you know. Is that, but I don't, I don't know that the, uh, the value is necessarily the size of the trophy, although what they accomplished was pretty incredible, right? And, um, you know, to, to, to win across the board like that, it's like a grand slam kind of soccer, right? So I'm kind of getting more into soccer now. We've, we've had a chance to meet some people in the, in the business, the other football, and uh, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool sport. So, uh, plus I'm a big fan of the show, you know. Ted Lasso. So, John, we're, we're going to hear from Josh Bynes in a moment. Uh, for, for to have a player like that, I mean, he came in as an undrafted rookie, was here, helped you win a Super Bowl, left, and then came back. Well, what's it like to to kind of you know see his career and follow it from afar, and then him to come back and retire as a Raven? Right. Well, you know, Josh uh, Bynes is announcing his retirement as a Raven today. His whole family's here. His beautiful family's here with his with his amazing wife and kids and. They'll, they'll be walking around here right now. Look at look at this family, and, and he's got a couple sons that probably be looking at Michigan here in a couple years. <laughs> Ozzy was trying to recruit him for Alabama already. Josh said absolutely not, because where did Josh go to school? Auburn. Auburn, Auburn right? War Eagle. So, uh, but to me, it's kind of Josh is is a person, player, man, who epitomizes the opportunity that football represents. Okay, the 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 true meritocracy that we like to talk about in football, that. No matter where you come from, no matter what you, uh, where you've been, your, your background, whatever it is, how heralded you are or you are not, uh, how much you're talked about, whatever it might be, the content of your character, uh, your talent, your work effort, effort uh, your, your uh, ability just to find a way to get the job done and produce, and whatever the job may be. To me, that's what uh, Josh Bynes represents. As you said, undrafted free agent. Probably, uh, you know, people probably weren't betting on him to make the team even way back then. 12 seasons later, 12, a starter almost every game for 12 seasons, uh, productive starter, making tackles, setting records for tackles, all the things he did. And then not just that pass, the football stuff, which you have to do, you have to produce, but the locker room, the leadership, uh, the mentorship, uh, the example that he sets for the guys by the type of a family man he is, the father, the husband that he is. Uh, I think guys look at that, and it makes a difference. And I know that I know he's been there for guys just to talk to and make a difference in their lives. So that's what a Hall of Famer is to me. You know, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's he's that kind of a of a player that deserves that kind of recognition in terms of being uh, all the accolades that he's accomplished as a football player, but a Hall of Famer in life. You know, in relationships. So the beauty of football to me is, is someone like that. And uh, so uh, without any further ado, Josh Bynes. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm kind of, it's kind of surreal. It hits you kind of, kind of quick. I'm not an emotional person, but um, like, uh, I just, like Harp said, I just really appreciate every single thing this league has done for me. Uh, I'm just gonna start by just saying I appreciate uh, my my parents, 
Uh, first and foremost, my wife, parents for the support throughout this whole entire process of being playing football from since I was seven years old to to now, and um, it's just it's just been it's, it's been a journey. And um, wow, I had something written down and all this other stuff, but it just kind of went out the window. And you get up here, and I'm not even emotional, so I'm like I'm about to cry. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I just like to you know just thank you know my Auburn University first War Eagle. I know we came up struggles outbound, but we'll come back. Don't worry about it. Um, just for giving me opportunity, a kid out of Fort Lauderdale, uh, just trying to figure out you know, what I wanted to do with my life then and to take up opportunity for me, to give me opportunity, obviously, to meet my wife, who also went to Auburn as well. So that's been a huge thing, and, uh, and I appreciate Auburn for that. And I appreciate Harps and Ozzy and Eric, you know, for giving me opportunity. 2011, give me opportunity to come here as a Raven. It wasn't easy at, at all. You know, as Harps said, it just, you know, gave me some Gave me, gave me a little, a little welcome to the league mode for my rookie year, <laughs> but it also propelled me to go every, everywhere else and take that same knowledge and ability and take that to Detroit. And obviously, I thank Detroit for giving me opportunity. I know in Baltimore, I'm sorry, but they, they didn't give me opportunities. I don't know if I'd have been here. Uh, thank you for Arizona for giving me opportunity as well. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this very small. Thank you, Cincinnati Bengals, for just one time, just you know, because if they wouldn't get an opportunity, I wouldn't have came back here in 21 as well. So you know, just thank you for every single person getting opportunity, and I just like to thank definitely my wife, um, like to for 12 years. I don't know how she did, and being home with the kids this fall and seeing how they run around and being able to coach my my oldest son. Come here, yeah, I know you don't like the camera, and he's shy like me sometimes, but uh, being able to you know coach his team. Uh, my other uh, my other son team as well, and and just that part has been really good this fall, and I I appreciate every single thing this game has taught me and brought me, and I just I can't be more grateful. But also, like I said, the Ravens, like this is a class one organization. They it's just it's just it's just I appreciate every single thing this organization brings and it teaches me. And and uh, let me get this little one right here. Come here, man. And be able to welcome, like you see it, family, like family first organization, and that's what this organization is about. And I appreciate every single thing uh, this game has done for me and my family. And uh, like I said, I don't really have too much to say, but I love this game, love it. And I'm, I'm glad 12 years has been, it's been a ride, ups and downs and all. And I appreciate every last one because they taught me moments I can teach my boys um, to grow up and be one day. And um, and just like I said, this Ravens is what it epitomizes every single day. Guys are just gonna come out of nowhere. They're gonna do what they need to do and be successful. Every single person that's come from the Ravens has always been successful somewhere. Every it happens all the time. Why? And it starts with the head man over there, and that's just where it starts at. It starts from the organization, from top down, from every every single person, from Ozzy, Eric. I mean, from the whole entire staff. And 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 I appreciate every single thing they've done for me and my family and uh, to be here and uh, thank you for 12 years and I appreciate it. Josh, we've talked to John before about, said you'd, you'd, you'd make a great coach. Yeah. Um, do you anticipate coaching? Is that what you want to do in your next I'm not. Chapter? I'm not going to say a lot to you. I, I, I feel like I've been doing some of that even last season, helping out just like even when I wasn't playing with Roquan and PQ and just like trying to get the guys just to, you know, ready for like games and stuff like that because I'm I'm really I'm a selfless person. I feel like if one of us win, we all win. And that's been that's just that's just my mindset and um um I've also coached my son's eighth grade football team this year, helping with the defense. 
and had them uh, doing some things this year. So I feel like that has been something I've been wanting to do um, for a while. I know a lot of guys get to my age probably get a little scared of that, but I'm I'm fine with that. Played 12 years, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity uh, to get into coaching and uh, being able to hopefully pour that knowledge uh, to other guys and hopefully they have successful careers as well. Josh, you got here, there, you know, what do you remember thinking about your roster chances and about how difficult it was going to be to stick when you look at Ray Lewis being on the field and just this team's tradition and, and at that position? Oh, yeah, uh, it was definitely, I knew it was, it was definitely going to be hard to make the team, but I think, I, th- I have to thank guys like Donnell Ellaby, Jamil McClain, Alba McClellan, uh, Brian Ambedejo, for those guys, I wouldn't, Brendan, oh my Lord, I'm going to say Brian, Brendan Ambedejo, those guys for just like taking me under their wing and teaching me how to play the game and they all undrafted linebackers and how to make it and how to, you know, pretty much survive. And it was hard. It was rough. You know, rookie, you're coming to an organization like this and where the expectation is at its, at its highest. And you appreciate that because it makes you getting the best out of you every single time. And um, so that was tough. Obviously, I didn't make the roster, obviously. But, uh, do, but uh, when I did get a chance to get a call back, I got a call because uh, this is crazy. I don't think anybody told this story. So um, when I got a, I had just interviewed for a job down in um, Fort Lauderdale as an academic advisor. And uh, I still had on my suit and everything. And um, Ozzy called me, literally just, I walked in the door, call, called me. And I was like, hello, hello. He was like, it's Ozzy with the Ravens. I was like, okay. He's like, you want to come back uh, to be with the Ravens? I was like, you, I think I said, you sure if I think I said first? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yes. And I was like, well, I just got done with a job interview. It's like, you ain't got to do the workout, nothing. Just come on, you bring you back. My kids, you know, I, I started crying because, and then, you know, all the time I was just 20, whatever it was, 21, 22 at the time, trying to figure out, okay, what's my next phase? Football is over at the time. And to go from that to, you know, obviously playing 12 years is just is insane. And, and uh, I got to give thank you, for Ozzy, for that phone call. I appreciate you. <laughs> Josh, you played 12 years, but so many people remember you for making the final tackle in the Super Bowl. Just reflect a little on that moment, and at that point, could you have ever thought that you'd play another 10 years after that? Just knowing you were still you know, trying to establish yourself at that point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, so that year started off, most of you guys know, I broke my back in training camp that year. And uh, when the second day, I believe, of pads or something like that, uh, freak accident in practice. And um, and uh, that year was just like I was uncertain. My wife, I called, she was crying because I was in the hospital, didn't know what was going on and everything. And, um, and I, I kid you not, I was kind of like skeptical. Like, I don't, I don't know if this might be my season, year, career, might be over with this back issue. And I'm young still trying to, you know, establish myself in this league. But I got to give guys like Jerry Rosberg and Coach Harbaugh, like I said, and just, like, you know, giving me opportunity and knowing that, okay, he's going to come back and contribute in some form or fashion for this team. And, uh, and obviously, I ended up coming back and played games and ended up starting games. We had a lot of guys hurt and uh, given opportunities. And I think just about those opportunities I've had, I've always, you know, made success of them. I mean, never matter whenever they came, I, didn't, I don't know when they was going to come, but when those opportunities did come, I was like, I'm going to be ready. And when my name is called, I was always ready to go, knowing that I was able to handle it. And, uh, and obviously, that year, what better way to seal from the start of the year to, you know, uncertainty to, you know, winning the Super Bowl and making the last tackle. So I think it's, it's crazy. This, what's up? So we, uh, we went, we, we had, Jerry said we could run all the time off, but we almost did. Yeah. On the uh, taking the safety, so you knew it was going to be a kickoff after that. Mm-hmm. You know, what were your thoughts? What was said in the huddle? 
We always just like, look, we're going to make sure we keep this ball all in front of us. I think we all, I don't even know if we was all like sprinting all in that because we just wanted to make sure like we're going to get him down no matter what. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I remember I went inside a little bit, then I came back outside and he was just, you know, right there. I forgot who missed the tackle. Was it Jimmy? It was somebody. It was Jimmy. My guy, how ironic. How ironic. My guy, Jimmy Smith, missed the tackle, right? Appreciate you, Jimmy, missing the tackle, you know? And then I ended up being right there to see to make that tackle. So, uh, you know, it's just it's a surreal, crazy moment. And we need another one, that's for sure. Anybody else? No, thank y'all for having me. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. You're listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. The game on Sunday is at 1 o'clock. You can watch it on Fox. And if you want tickets to this game, you can get those by visiting BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets or on SeatGeek. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Sunday for this game. Big game coming up against the Rams. Uh,